Welcome into the Saturday edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. This is a spot where we are usually talking about some college football, maybe hitting a little college football DFS, prize picks, everything else. But we got three high quality NFL games coming up for you on your day after Christmas. So I thought I'd bring in the one and only Eric Eager with me uh, to talk a little bit about the three NFL games we got coming up. If we get a little time at the end, we can talk a little bit of the college football action. We don't have too much um, on the slate for Saturday, but we've got a lot of bowl games coming up here over the next week and a half so there's going to be some high quality games eric i have to ask you did you let the vikings ruin another one of your holidays or was this a successful avoidance of uh being suckered into the vikings at plus seven i took well me and george had vikings plus seven and a half on the forecast uh, obviously that didn't hit i i did have a prize pick so i played prize picks for the first time um because i was you know out of the state and um and <laughs> I had Dalvin Cook under 21. I had Alvin Kamara over 22. And I had Manuel Sanders. This was the sweat. Over 13. He got 13 and a half. I got that at 5 to 1. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Prize picks, if you're in a an admissible state, obviously uh, the way to go there. Um, that was a lot of fun. I also, we had Buff, like, Green Line, like, lean Buffalo today for the NCAA game. Now, that was a sweat. But that one ultimately got home. Um so, you know, and I did I did take some – I teased Saints money line with the over 44, which, you know, I didn't even need to tease either, frankly. Um, so it was, it was an okay day, but I did have some Vikings exposure. I did have some Kirk under interceptions, which, you know, was a sweat through. at the end with them trying to drive this, the field a bunch of times, but – yeah, man, uh, not a not a terrible day, not a perfect day, though. Yeah, I definitely hear you on that. So we got three games of NFL action. We got the Bucks, Lions, 49ers, Cardinals, Dolphins, Raiders. We also got, you know, a little bit of college action as well. Three games, Western Kentucky, Georgia State, Louisiana, Raging Cajuns, UTSA Roadrunners, and then we got Liberty, Coastal Carolina. I know you're on the Chanticleers bandwagon at this point in time, so I got to ask you, if you were making one bet on this Saturday college slate, what one is it going to be? I already think you and I have a fair amount of exposure on Chanticleers minus three and a half. That's gotten out to seven. Seven. seven? We're getting some value. Getting some value there early. We have a little bit of a value on the under there, maybe. Chanticleers and Flames have had decent offense this year, but I would say the Chanticleers defense is a little bit better. Um, They did get kind of rolled a little bit around by Troy. So that's the one I'm a little bit worried about. Plus, it's a bowl game. It's hard to bet unders in bowl games, although we had one yesterday on Miami. Or sorry, not Miami. uh, Houston versus Hawaii. Um, So I'm going to go with the pick that you like, which is Western Kentucky plus three and a half at Georgia State. Yeah, I definitely like that one. I think that is probably my favorite play of the game, even with these uh, NFL slates on you know, coming up as well. But Western Kentucky, I kind of like them on the money line more than I even like them um, on the spread at three and a half, plus 155 on the money line. If you're looking for a little bit of a sweet action, I think that could be the spot that you're looking at. But let's talk about some NFL. We can maybe get into a little bit more of the college football here towards the end. We, of course, have to talk about prize picks as well later. But Tampa Bay, Detroit, uh, nine and a half point total. I think that's basically moved up just a little bit. Basically, I think uh, Detroit opened up plus seven and a half, moved out to nine, nine and a half. I do think we're going to see Stafford playing here. Nothing official at this point in time. Uh, Marvin Jones, obviously super relevant from a fantasy perspective. 
Buccaneers side, that's a little bit difficult to peg, you know, exactly who's going to be involved in the pass catching role. I do think Rob Gronkowski could have a pretty decent game. Chris Godwin, is this a spot where you'd like it over 54 at this point in time? I think Greenlight finds basically a little bit of value, 0.5%. I think this might be a viable spot. Uh, And if you're playing that three-game DFS slate, it might be a decent uh, game stack as well. Is this something you can get on board with, Eric? Yeah, I'm going to bet it right now. Here's here's the thing. I don't know how to deal with the Detroit Lions injuries. Right. You know, not injuries. I'm sorry. The coaching sort of like they're, you know, not having coaches. Yeah. Yeah. No Darren Bevel. Yeah. No, none of these guys. But what I think might happen. So what I, what I do think will happen is the Detroit Lions defense is going to be an atrocity, right? It'll rival the 2020 Vikings in terms of worst defense of all time, (laughs) or at least, you know, the one we just saw. Um, and what I think it'll do on the other side is it'll let let Stafford cook because Stafford's probably calling the plays. Right. And, you know, players are more aggressive than coaches are by sort of like definition. So I, I like this over. I'm going to take it at 54. I think you're getting a, you know, obviously it's not great to bet end of week. Um, you know, you I'm not sure if you could have got a better number. I know on the PFF forecast, we teased Tampa Bay minus one back when they were minus seven. Um, and, now you're you can't tease the game it's protected now i mean if you tease them down it's a three and a half which is not a good value at all so this is the play on that game uh go ahead and get yourself uh you know some over in the detroit tampa bay game yeah i definitely like that basically we have seen it held true to 54 there's a few rogue books out there at 53 and a half but that's basically where we opened up at kind of held true cash and ticket percentages both 62 and 64 percent on the over just a little bit but we didn't really see too much movement over it um on that based on basically the betting market action. So I kind of like over 54 here. Detroit Lions dead last in our defensive opponent adjusted grades. Um, I think, you know, like you said, with the coaching situation, they could be even worse from that category. Obviously getting, um, you know, some decent matchups, you know, on a specific plays could be kind of a detriment for the Lions on Saturday. So I think, you know, over 54 uh, is definitely a viable play. Moving on to the next game, let's see what we got. We got you know, 49ers, Cardinals, obviously uh, people expected this to be a little bit better of an NFC West showdown here. Uh, the betting markets kind of bought heavily into the Cardinals. I think they opened up right around, what was it? Uh, three, minus three, three pushed out to five. We got, some, you know, two points of value um, on Arizona. This was a spot that you guys kind of liked Arizona early in the week, wasn't it? You and George wrote up like three and a half or something like that. Obviously got some closing line value at this point. Uh, is there a spot you like in this game? Would you be covering um, some action, some early week action, getting back on the 49ers, or, this, or is this a spot where you basically ride with the Cardinals early week? Yeah, I think I think this is one where if you got the three and a half early in the week, you're happy, you stay with it. Uh, I don't think there's enough points there. I know Kittle's back, but I don't think there's enough points to back the uh, to back the 49ers at anything less than at least six. Um, so I, I would stay off this game. This is a props game for me. Um, when I look at this. Um, Arizona needs this game, right? I mean, they're, they they become increasingly likely to make the playoffs, 89%, um, should they win this football game. Um, there's a couple sneaky things, though. This was something that's interesting. I was going to write up Arizona to make the playoffs at minus 210. Our simulations are a little bit higher there, but you have to be careful at the end of the season about motivation. Um, and this is the stuff, you know, if you watch the PFF forecast with Steve Kornacki, we're um, talking about sort of, you know, the simulations have to change when you, you factor in motivation. Um, if Arizona beats San Fran and Chicago loses to Jacksonville, they're in. Right. Um, however, if San Francisco beat, or sorry, Arizona beats San Fran and then Chicago 
beats Jacksonville. It's still not locked up for them. And in fact, you know, Arizona facing LA in week 17, it's interesting, right? Because if LA loses to Seattle, then LA can't win the NFC West. But if Arizona beats Seattle, um, then they're vying for, you know, uh, jockeying for like even a one seed possibly should Green Bay fall to Tennessee on Sunday Night Football. So there's a lot of permutations here. So I would say if you like Arizona to make the playoffs, bet them, like let's say, money line here as opposed to betting them on the betting market to make the playoffs because I think there's something tied in there with Green Bay not starting their players uh, in Week 17 if Seattle loses and Green Bay wins. Yep, definitely. I like that quite a bit as well. I think that's definitely the viable option here. Subscribe to PFF's Elite Annual Subscription using promo code ACTION to receive a year of Elite Subscription Access and one year of Action Pro Subscription Access for just $200. Action Pro is Action Network's premium subscription offering tailor-made to make avid and new betters better. This is a limited time offer that is currently only made available now through the Super Bowl, February 7th, 2020. This offer also only applies to first-time Elite Annual subscribers. Uh, so let's move on. Dolphins, Raiders. Obviously, the Raiders need this badly and some help to get into the playoffs at this point. They're all but dead. Uh, Dolphins uh, still very much relevant in the uh, AFC playoff race, especially as a wild card team. Dolphins basically have been minus three throughout the week. Is there a spot that you can get on board with? Or is this another uh, maybe over, maybe some player props? What are you liking in this matchup, Eric? Yeah, this got teaser. Well, this is not teaser for a uh, teasable line anymore. If you like this, if you like the Raiders, just bet them plus three. Uh, early in the week, we took Raiders as a part of our teaser when they were plus two and a half. It got put, you know, we pushed them out to eight and a half. That's the long teaser through three through eight. But now that they're just plus three, there's a ton of, you're getting all that, that value by the push probability of three. So if you like the Raiders, take them here. Um, th- this is a spot. Look, we advise people to take Raiders under seven, under seven and a half preseason. Now, the Raiders have a home game in Miami. They have a, I believe, a road game in Denver. They probably will be underdogs in both these games, depending, you know, if they lose this game, they may very well be underdogs in Denver. This is the hedge. You bet, you know, Raiders ATS, and you might you might get a middle. Miami wins by, let's say, one, two, or three. You get, you know, you, you still have the alive bet for your future, but you also have, you know, the bet for that day. So that that would be the only way I consider this game would be betting Raiders. I can't lay three points on the road with a rookie quarterback. Yep, definitely. I mean, so basically Derek Carr looking like he's going to be set to return on Saturday night. Uh, does that factor into your decision making at all? Do you have uh, Marcus Mariota that much worse than Derek Carr in, you know, like our spread points above replacement and anything like that? Or is this a spot where they're basically almost interchangeable from your perspective? Uh, no, I, you know, I, I probably, I think I'd have Derek Carr a little bit better for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe point a point a or two, um, but I don't think it's as big as people believe. Um, that, but that's one to monitor, right? We've had a lot of sort of sneaky ones this week. Alex Smith was out. Now, now he's practicing. Um, you know, we had Carr, who I think after watching that game last Thursday, you'd think there's no way he's playing in this game. He's apparently playing in this game. If Daniel Jones is questionable for the Giants, um, there, there's there's a number of, of things that are, are a little bit uh, uh, uneasy as far as on the markets here. So make sure that you're monitoring the quarterback situations. Definitely. I like that as well. So let's dive into just a few props uh, really quickly. I don't think we'll get too much other you know information as far as our player props tool out there. Make sure you're checking it out throughout the day. Uh, you can obviously adjust either 
of the line or the odds that you're paying on any prop that we have listed to make sure you're getting the best odds. So make sure you should check out that player props tool under our betting dashboard. A few I like, George Kittle under 50.5 receiving yards. Uh, this is a spot he's kind of priced up quite a bit here. I think basically uh, early in the season, he was kind of, you know, started off 70.5, got hurt. Week four came back and he was kind of at this 52.5, 50.5-ish range. Uh, got over that and he's basically been around 69, 66, 65, 70. So he's been, you know, basically 15 to 20 yardage points higher um, early in the season, but I don't really think he's going to be as involved um, as people project. San Francisco isn't really playing for too much at this point in time, so I wouldn't expect him to get a full run. So I do kind of like under 50.5 receiving yards. A couple other that are jumping out to me, basically, I got to get your feeling on. Tom Brady, over 2.5 passing touchdowns, plus 125 price. I do think he is probably the viable option as a quarterback in DFS here tomorrow. Uh, Three-game slate, I think we'll probably see you know, a little bit more ownership on people like Kyler Murray. We could even see some Tua ownership as well. And then if Derek Carr goes, maybe I think people probably, you know, think that uh, the Dolphins, you know, matchup is going to be a difficult one for either Raiders quarterback. So I don't know. I think maybe Tom Brady is a little bit under owned at this point in time. I kind of like him in DFS, but I would maybe like him even o- even more at over 2.5 uh, passing touchdowns in these sort of plus money price. Eric, what say you about this prop market on Saturday? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the only thing that can really get in the way is Leonard Fournette. Um, but I think there's, you know, near the goal line, I, I think that there's going to be uh, a significant opportunity here for Brady. The secondary for the 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 Lions is unbelievably Awful. bad. Uh, so so go ahead, and, you know, especially at the plus price, go for it here. A couple plays I like um, as far as, uh, you know, prop markets here. I like a few overs here. Um, I think Tua over 14 and a half. Rushing yards, I think that's that's a play uh, that could very much be something that I like. Um, so for the same reason, you know, I, I, C.J. Beathard over one and a half touchdowns at plus one thirty, I think has some value. Um, that that Niners offense moves the ball, um, and I think sometimes it actually benefits from a quarterback change. Um, so give me that there. And then lastly, I'm going to go uh, with a little bit of Jeff Wilson over nine and a half receiving yards. Uh, again, I think you know these quarterbacks for the Niners become check down Charlies. Uh, and, you know, and I think that there's some effectiveness there um, with them, you know, getting the ball to some of the backs uh, out of the backfield. Um, I think lastly, let me, I, I like Miles Gaskin under 50 and a half rushing yards. I don't know who the lead back is in Miami, and that's perfect. Like, as far as rush yards are concerned, that's kind of how you want to fade that. If he's ineffective, you win. If he doesn't get the ball, you win. So there's really yeah. only one situation. It gets the ball and he's effective, but, you know, that's a, you know, that's not necessarily here nor there for uh you know the miami dolphins yeah i definitely like that as well one more i'll leave you with and we'll move on to prize picks nelson aguilar under 46 and a half receiving yards i think people think he's just a little bit more involved due, due to his like mid-season production but i think this is the spot where they're going to get henry ruggs a little bit more involved brian edwards so i think that uh he could definitely take a back seat to you know guys like darren waller as well pretty difficult matchup um against that miami Dolphins secondary so i think under 46 and a half receiving yards is probably the correct play for nelson aguilar here on saturday night but let's dive into some prize picks please use pre promo code pff we're going to get you some free cash eric's on a little bit of a heater here uh finally getting to participate in some prize picks this is a spot that i you know hitting on basically every saturday in my college football games definitely coming up on sunday as well uh there are a number of 
you know, options coming up here on this three game slate. Uh, one that I kind of like, I've been riding them, you know, pretty consistently. The market really hasn't, you know, reacted to him too strongly, but Marvin Jones over 13.5 fantasy points. He's a guy that's been heavily involved. I think he's like uh, top five in air yards, raw air yards for the last three weeks. Basically, he's, you know, de facto number one receiver. If Matthew Stafford is able to go, I think, you know, Marvin Jones is going to see a heavy volume of targets. Could potentially get over this number without a touchdown, but I do think that he's been, you know, more involved than people expect, even in the Reds. And so I think he's going to continue his hot streak and get over 13.5 fantasy projection points. Uh, Eric, is there one that's kind of popping out at you for this prize picks play? Yeah, I like uh, Brady over 22 and a half, as we talked about. I like Ayuk over 16 and a half, and I like Darren Waller over 17. That's going to be my three, yep. my three, four this week. He's locking it in. Three is going 6x right away. You're going for the big money. Uh, you don't need two or three. You've got to go with the three of three. Hit it hard here. Um, I kind of like that strategy as well. I will say Nelson Aguilar under 11 fantasy protection is kind of similar to why I like his under uh, player props tool. Um, but I think he's, you know, a viable spot to fade here in the you know, against the Dolphins at this point in time. So uh, a few others, it's kind of difficult to fade. Miles Gaskins, 10 fantasy points. I know we kind of like his under and some player props tools. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult to fade him on a kind of lower total. Uh, obviously, Selvin Ahmed sounds like he's going to be back in that Dolphins backfield as well. Maybe he's siphoning some carries. So one of those two guys I definitely expect to go under here. So we'll see. But we got, you know, a really high quality Saturday slate. We got three NFL games, three college football games. Uh, seeing some decent value on Western Kentucky. Make sure you lock that in. Not too much in the Raging Cajuns Roadrunners uh, matchup, unfortunately. That might be a spot to avoid here. But uh, that Liberty Coastal Carolina game as well is, uh, you know, offering some intrigue if you're a Chanticleers fan like Eric and I are. Um, I don't know if I can fully get on board with the under at this point in time, but I do think the Chanticleers, maybe even against Greenline, could be a viable play here. But Western Kentucky, Best bet of the day. Eric, do you got any final thoughts, words of wisdoms for the day after Christmas? Merry, merry late Christmas to everybody. Uh, this has been a fun season, and I think we're only a little bit through bowls. Uh, we got off the schneid a little bit with an under uh, with uh, the, the Hawaii Rainbows and the uh, – Houston, uh, you know, the Houston Cougars. So, uh, you know, we're on we're on the right track here. I'm in, I'm really excited for the next couple of weeks. Definitely. So make sure you tune into the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. Get them fixed on the PFF forecast. Uh, Eric and George are going to be running it back tomorrow with a full slate of Sunday player prop action here tomorrow. Uh, make sure you get on that paper chase here for Christmas. Thank you guys.